0: What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode. Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Blazers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. Make it a part of your daily routine and then tell your pals to do the same. Today's show is gonna be a whole bunch of fun. We got new mock drafts. The big prognosticators drop some mock drafts on Monday. So what you're getting for Wednesday show a couple days later is a roundup of the latest projections of what the Blazers will do in the 2022 NBA draft. And then we're going to close the show with a, a listener question about lineup data and how that can tell us about what the future of the Blazers looks like. Let's let's talk mock drafts to start it off though because it's we're heading into mock draft season. We're still 50 as you're listening to this 56 days away from the NBA draft. Uh we're still about 20 days away from the draft lottery finding out when the Blazers or where exactly the Blazers will select the a they, reminder, they've got a 37% chance of getting a top four pick and a more greater than 9% chance of getting the number one overall pick. But their most likely spot, they're going to land, just the way the odds work, is seventh. Uh, six or seven is very likely. They have the six best lottery odds, but the way the, the odds work seventh is actually a little more likely than six. So they're going to be in that early mid-lottery range probably, but... Uh, they, they they could be all over basically the top ten. Uh one through four I believe they could be one through four and six through ten. They cannot be five the way the math works. But uh the the mock drafts we're gonna look at either for the most part have just assumed the Blazers are gonna pick six. So so let's get into what they're saying. Over at CBS Sports, they've got the latest mock draft where the Blazers are are slotted in six, their current draft odds, their current draft position. And CBS has Has the Blazers taking Shaden Sharp. this is a rel- relatively common name you're going to see at the spot. 6'6 guard at Kentucky was uh, at one point the 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 number one rated recruit in his graduating class, a consensus five star recruit heading into Kentucky, but didn't play, uh, did not play at Kentucky. Chose to sit out and like set himself up for exactly the situation where he's the number six pick in the draft. Um, you know you can't by sitting out in college it probably means you can't play yourself to be the number one overall pick, but you you, you can't play yourself down to twelve, right? Like if they think you're one of the five best in the draft class, uh, the lack of data tends to help this type of thing it tends to tends to help the shade and sharps of the world. I mean, not not too many people go this route, but um, typically less data is better. Ask James Wiseman. So I I like sharp. You know, like in theory. Uh, I, I've 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 said this before, and I'll say it again. I've watched a YouTube a YouTube video of him. I've watched about twelve minutes of, of YouTube clips, uh, maybe two total videos now, but certainly one long one. Um, you know, he's, he's really good athlete. Six six with with length. Um, he's he's super young. He's you know he's he'll be 19 on draft day uh he's got real upside as a shooter he's got real upside maybe as playing one two or three he's probably a two to beginning his career but like with the length and size to get bigger I mean this seems some uh sort of maybe rosier scouts to say that there's a chance that his he hasn't filled out physically and he could get uh he could he could even grow once he gets to the league I don't think you scout based on growth plates but like six six with real athleticism pull up jump shooting um some playmaking skills like he's he he's intriguing uh, the blazers don't need more guards but it, at a certain point it's just like you take you take a good basketball player and if he's there and uh, They're CBS, not the only folks who think that Shaden Sharp could be a target if the Blazers end up at six. ESPN, uh, this is ESPN Plus behind the paywall, Jonathan Giovanni and Mike Schmitz. uh, They have Shaden Sharp also headed to the Blazers. And I just want to read you this sentence from ESPN. This is, I love this. With the Trailblazers clearing the books and going younger and more development focused at the moment, 18-year-old Sharp makes a lot of sense here. The Blazers are not going young or clearing the books. Like, they're not going cheap. They're not going to rebuild. ESPN's confused um like they're gonna are gonna go for it which makes the Shane sharp thing weird because if he needs to, like in, in some ways weird right like all rookies are gonna struggle year one most rookies are bad um even the ones who end up being great are um maybe not super impactful and immediately like i think Jalen green is gonna be awesome i think kate cunningham is gonna be a star in this league he, it took him a month to figure it out maybe even six weeks to figure it out uh it's, it, you know, I think Josh Giddey is going to be awesome. He wasn't like a high level contributor to winning. I think it's, it's, it, you get rookies that obviously uh, contribute at a high level. I just watch Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones play a playoff game. It certainly happens. Uh, but it's like, you know, top, even top tier rookies are um, not great right away. So like the Blazers want to be good. <laughs> they're not getting cheap um they're not clearing the books like they're you know maybe they have cleared the books or whatever but um that's going to change shortly after the draft when they hit free agency and i believe spend a bunch of their money to try to be competitive again at least that's what they keep saying it's not like this is an insider information this is what joe cronin and the front office keep saying so um espn a little confused i just wanted to read that to uh you know, listen to Locked On Blazers. We, we, we've got you covered. Uh, the other mock draft I want to highlight is from The Ringer. Uh, the Ringer just released this on Monday. All of these came out this week. All of them came out on uh, uh, around April 24th or 25th. I'm not going to read you old ones. It's only the new-new here on Locked On Blazers. The Ringer did a uh, did something a little bit different where they mixed up. They like, instead of just sliding people at their draft position, they simulated it and uh, such that, you know, teams jumped up higher in the draft than, than their odds. So the Blazers pick out at three in the ringer's current mock draft and they, and the ringer has them taking Palo Ben Carroll from Duke. I like this pick. I think Ben Carroll and Jabari Smith are the Blazers top, should be the Blazers top two guys in their board and towards a wants smart people think Chet Holmgren is going to be really good. And I have no reason to, to doubt the people who've watched him closely and do this professionally and, 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 and like really know how to scout prospects. That's not my skill. Um, you know, I can develop opinions. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bad at, at having opinions, but, um, like I, I'm not a scout. It's a, I won't, and I won't fake the funk here. It's something I'm proud not to fake the funk here on this podcast, but, um, for me, Jabari Smith and Palo Bencaro are just better fits. Both, I think you can plug in at the four pretty early on in their careers. Jabari with, um, you know, just he's such a good shooter. Like he's just an elite, he's one of the elite shooters. Maybe he doesn't have a shot, there's a lot of shot creation, but, you know, if he if he comes along a little bit defensively, which he has the instincts to, or at least the scouts say he has some 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 ability to come along defensively with that shooting, like that's a stretch four for, you know, and, and potentially a whole lot more if some other of his shot creation stuff really goes down. And Ben Caro, I think might even be the Blazers um most intriguing target if they were to land in the top 3 because of the playmaking. This is what Damian Lillard desperately needs. He needs another guy. You know what one of the reasons Damian Nurk is such a special pairing is because they can play off each other and Nurk has a little bit of playmaking chops. I think Ben Carroll can can pretty quickly surpass Nurk in terms of playmaking chops. Uh, I when I've had uh, you know, a, a guest on here in the past, Raphael Barlow, he compared him favorably to sort of Blake Griffin, that type of playmaker. Not like a true point forward, but someone you can run high post offense through and can make decisions. I've watched my Carroll play a bunch of games in college um, by virtue of proximity to Carolina. And... Um, he's, he's like, he can pass and he can score on his own. Uh, there was, you know, he didn't have crazy burst in separation at, in his final collegiate games, but he's a special player. And I think with a little more creativity on offense, I don't think Duke was super creative at the end of Caro's career. I'm a hater. You heard it here. Uh, but, uh, I think with a little more creativity on offense and better teammates, Bancro will even be more unlocked as a guy who can create his own shot and can create for others. That's exactly what the Blazers need at four. That's exact. He's ex- exactly the type of player they need at four, uh, or at, th- at power forward at the four spot. This would be. This is the the mock having them take three. Uh, you know, Blazers. Like I said, 37% chance to pick in the top top four. Um, if they end up in the top three, Ben Carroll would probably. You no, know, I think it's for me right now. My big board, and I'll, I'll we'll finalize this as we get a little closer to the draft. I would think for Blazers' purposes, Jabari Ben Carroll, Holmgren would be uh, would be my one, two, three right now. So Ben Carroll, if you get him at three, that's the number two guy in the board for the Blazers. I really, really. Really like it. I'll be honest. I really, even if he went to the wrong college, I still think it's. Um, I think he's the he's the really really intriguing skill set for what the Blazers need. Speaking of what the Blazers need, a listener sent me a question about uh, concerning lineup data and the future of the Amphrey Simons and Damian Lillard pairing. So let's talk about in the second segment. Let's talk about some Blazers needs. Let's talk about the Blazers future, and let's use a little bit of data to help us do it. Shout out to my nerds out there. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent sunglass company that gives you features of $200 sunglasses for the fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, premium high-end finishes, and also something you won't find anywhere else. Shady Rays has this wild protection program that includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for my listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses at Rays. ShadyRays.com. All right. Let's keep it rolling. We talked mock draft stuff. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk some lineup data and talk about the future of the Trailblazers. So much of the draft is like getting this right. So whatever comes next for the Blazers is fits right like it has to all fit together the Blazers have a narrow window not getting that other pick from the Pelicans has given them a narrow window they got to get it right this off season I mean it's like if if they don't they get to do it again and they'll get to give it another shot within season trade something that um, the past regime was pretty good at um, kind of figuring out things in February so there's proof that you can figure things out in February if you don't figure it out in June and July but like one draft pick a trade exception Mid level exception, like they've they've got they've gotta they gotta get this right. And so much of getting this right is how things fit together opportunity and fit are the most important things when building an NBA roster and listener Jacob G on Hawthorne shout out to Jacob G on Hawthorne sent me a question regarding lineup data about is there anything we can learn from this season that will give us a sense of what next season will look like this was on the heels of my conversation with Eric Griffith uh, he was Eric was on Monday show and last Friday show if you haven't listened to either of those programs and we kind of talked about uh, the future of the Blazers and their needs and 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 our sort of I don't hopes and dreams but are like what what we think they should do this offseason and part of that was like if they're going to commit to playing so much with and every Simons and Damian Lord which they are they're two best offensive players uh, then you've got to figure out what fits with them but First, and this was Jacob's question, you got to figure out if they fit well together, does it work? And and Jacob sent me a bunch of a bunch of data kind of on f- Two man pairings and three man pairings, and all those things. And I would, I, I like lineup data, first of all. Let me be clear about this. I think um, I've said this a bunch. If you're a long time listener to the podcast, you've heard me say this for three years on the show. The, the only thing a coach does when the game starts is decide who plays and when. Uh, like NBA coaches do a lot of strategy things. They do a lot of, you know, they call plays out of timeouts and they, they get you prepared. But like when the game starts, the thing that they do is decide who plays together. And who plays together is, you know, fit and opportunity, the biggest, the biggest, most important things for a team. And in game, like in a random regular season game where the like sort of specific opponent prep is a little bit lower, um, who's on the court and with whom is what really matters. Uh, I've joked about this with uh, former Blazers coach Terry Stotts, and he kind of half agreed, although he was a little bit insulted by it. But I, I really mean it like the. I really think the most important thing a coach does night to night is just decide who plays and when that that, that's really about it. So I like lineup data because who's on the court and how well it did on the court and how it all fits is, is fascinating to me. Uh, And it's not just the, um, like it's like fun with numbers, and I think I think data, I think lineup day can be obviously a little bit noisy. I think over the course of the season you get a better sense of oh these group this group works well together, okay we can see it with our eyeballs and the numbers suggest the same thing, but in general in small sample sizes lineup data doesn't mean much, and I say that as a caveat because I'm going to share you some small sample size lineup data. I think it's fascinating. Uh, what we're going to use is offensive rating, defensive rating, and net rating. Offensive rating is points scored per 100 possessions. Defensive rating is points allowed per 100 possessions. And the net rating is the difference in those two numbers. So, uh, You want O-rating to be big, you want D-rating to be small, and you want your net rating to be in the positive. So, Jacob G, to answer your question about what we can learn about the Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons pairing into the future, you know what I did for you? I went to CleaningTheGlass.com, the indispensable stat site run by Ben Falk, and I looked at lineups that included Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Yusuf Nurkic when CJ McCollum and Norman Powell were not on the floor. So, no no, CJ, no Norm, Dame, Ant, and Nurk. So the the future of the Blazers. The Blazers are three best players. Um, obviously, Ant and Nurk are free agents, but they're coming back. Don't worry. Uh, they're going to get the bag, uh, or each will get a bag, not just a shared one. But... Those three, because of the nature of this, because the Blazers had CJ and because they had Norm and because Ant really struggled in December while things were kind of going south and then took off in January and was great, but Dame didn't play after December 31st, there's just not a lot of minutes together. That trio, Dame, Ant, and Nurk, played 65 total possessions when CJ McCollum wasn't on the floor and Norman Powell wasn't on the floor. 65 total possessions. They had an offensive rating of 123.1. Great. They had a defensive rating of 106.5. Pretty darn good. And they had a net rating of plus 16.6. They outscored opponents in those 65 possessions. If you were to, I mean, 1.6 points per possession, I guess, is the way to, to think about it. But, you know, if a, a game is roughly 100 possessions, it's like some people say like, games are 100 possessions. That's like, it's not exactly how it works. Um you as- estimated possessions are typically in about 100 range, so if you were to play those, the trio together over over the course of the game, you would you would the blazers typically, if you played them every single minute, would win by double digits, plus 16.6 net rating. I mean, 65 possessions is nothing. We're talking like heavily used lineups are in the 400, 500 and sometimes 1,200 range for like teams that really stay healthy and play a whole bunch together. Um, 65 is just it is a tiny tiny little sample, but it suggests that the Blazers are what you would expect. Extremely good on offense and kind of meh on defense. That's the future of this team. Like I don't they're gonna tell us all summer long and into the and into to training camp that they're recommitted to defense and they're gonna be so good and blah, blah, blah. And they can take a turn. Look at the Dallas Mavericks who went from mediocre defense to a great one. Certainly, certainly things happen. Um I'm not poo-pooing it, but I am poo-pooing it. I just I like the Blazers' path to being really good is being the number one offense in the league and something like the twelfth best defense in the league. That's their path forward. The, and with Ant and Dame, I think that's about as much as you can ask for. And the very small sample size we have suggests that there are something like that. In in 41 of those 65 possessions, Nazir Little was on the court. That's the Blazers' core for the future. You're gonna to have to figure out how to get Josh Hart in there somewhere. More on that in a moment. But in 41 of those p- minutes, uh, with Dame, Ant, Naz, Nurk, no no CJ, no Norm. So no guys who aren't gonna be no like good impactful players who are we're gonna be on the roster next season. Um mostly those minutes were shared with Robert Covington. He's gone. Larry Nance, he's gone. And Ben McLemore, also gone. But in those 41 minutes, the defense was a little bit better and the offense was a little bit worse. They had a plus 14.4 net rating in those minutes with, when, with that quartet of Dame ant and Nurk on the floor. It gives you a tiny little minuscule and mostly statistically meaningless sample that suggests that this team could be pretty good together. And I think our eyeballs and what we know about the talent of those four gentlemen suggests the same thing. Like um, I would say typically, and, and I think you learn this watching the playoffs too, is like in these tiny little sample size moments, like, Oh, Hey, this doesn't mean anything. It was one game or one quarter or whatever, but you see the little thing and you say, okay, let's explore that more. And I would say that Dame, aunt, Nurk Nas quartet has proven it is worth exploring more 41 total possessions together, like a t- Tiny, tiny little amount of basketball together, but it's been really effective. It's been really effective in the way you would think. So it's not like a weird statistical oddity where they're uh, like this elite defensive team and not very good on offense, like very good on offense, decent on defense. That's their path forward. Those four together. Um, Another thing worth noting is that they played 10 total possessions with Dame, Ant, Ben McLemore, and Yusuf Nurkic, and they got absolutely shelled on defense, which brings me to the next point. The Blazers gotta get bigger. They gotta get bigger. I don't want to see much of the three guard lineup with Dame Ant and Josh Hart because the Blazers desperately, desperately, desperately need size on the wing. Let's talk about that to close the show because size on the wing is incredibly crucial. If you've been watching postseason basketball, it's just so damn obvious that big teams are more effective. Let's talk about that to close the show. But first, let me tell you a little bit, a little something about built bar. Built bars are great. That's why I'll tell you about them. They're great. They are the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. Uh, I've been eating Bilt Bars regularly for over two years. And I've got my flavors that I enjoy. But what I really like about Bilt Bars is that, one in the sort of middle of the day, snack time, or like needing to go, you know, get some, some produce to get some fuel on the run. It's something that'll spike my blood sugar a little bit. Make me feel a little, feel that a little bit of rush from eating something sweet and something that tastes good, but it's not high calorie or high sugar. Just the average bill bar has just four grams of carbs, 130 calories and less than excuse me, four, that's four net carbs, less than four grams of sugar and just 130 calories. Plus, they're packing 17 grams of protein. I like Bill Bars because they get me, they taste good, and then they, they like give me something to work with. Uh, the trade-off in terms of calories and, and protein is it's about as good as anything you're going to find in the protein bar world. And on top of that, they taste great too. So, why don't you go get yourself some? Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your next order. It's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. We are still building off of a question from Jacob G. on Hawthorne, a regular listener and regular emailer to the podcast. LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com, if you want to become a regular email to the podcast, um, who was asking about lineup data, asking about the future of Damon and Ants. And I, I've been really, like, one of the things I try to be on this podcast is consistent, or when I change my mind on stuff, I try to be open and honest about, hey, I used to think this, now I think this. But I I'm I want to be consistent with my belief in Damon Ant. I think they're going to be pretty good. Pretty good. Like, I think... Um, they're going to have some real defensive shortcomings, but I think I think Ant plays better off Dame than CJ did, and I think there's a chance, although he's got a long way to go, that there could be a better defensive pairing than Dame and CJ was. CJ's a better defender by a fair, pretty wide margin than Ant is right now. Um, people telling you differently are, are selling you hope, and I am here to say it's okay to hope, but like... I watch the games. (laughs) I know, I know, uh, I know what my eyeballs tell me. So while I'm a big believer in that, in that duo, and quite frankly you put Nurk on the court he's the most important most important non-day member of the Blazers his consistency and his presence his, his availability will be the most important thing for the Blazers next season he's the key in the middle he basically in when Nurk has been healthy the Blazers have been an average to above average defense and the minutes he's been off the court over the last 5 seasons they've been terrible Nurk's the key but what i really think i've gleaned from looking at this lineup data is that when the Blazers played Nazir Little and Robert Covington or Nazir Little and and uh, Larry Nance Jr. at those forward spots when they had a little bit of length. Cause Naz is only like 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, but he's long and he's strong. Like he's 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 got real length, like real positive length at um at the small forward spot. He's a little small to play power forward consistently, he can. But here's my thing. I do not want to see Nazir Little play very much power forward next year. I want the Blazers to have figured out how to get bigger at those spots. And it's just every minute I've watched the playoffs, my, that opinion has been hammered home. You look at the Boston Celtics. Um, the, one of the reasons they beat the Brooklyn Nets is because they're just straight up better than the Brooklyn Nets. But the, one of the, the big reasons that they had an advantage in that series is that they're huge. And they're able to play big all the time and not sacrifice much. Um, they got big old playmakers that the that the Nets have a lot of trouble playing against. And the Nets basically have zero players in their rotation between six foot five, six foot five and six foot nine. They got a bunch of point guards, a bunch of dudes under six three who have to play, like Seth Curry and Patty Mills, um, Goran Dragic, and then they got a bunch of centers: Blake Griffin, uh, Andrew Drummond, Marcus Aldridge. Uh, Nick Claxton, uh, but they don't have wings. Wings are so valuable. You know what the Celtics have? They have a boatload of wings. Even Grant Williams, who's kind of like a weird six foot six five, is six foot six foot six center. He's a he's six foot six. Jason Tatum's really big. Jalen Brown's really big. Marcus Smart, even if he's small, plays bigger than six four. Like really small six four. Like he he size matters. You look at. uh you you look at the New Orleans Pelicans. Their preferred lineup is freaking gigantic, right? Like they want to play really big. And when they go small, they just take out their seven footer and put in six foot ten Larry Nance. Pretty good play. Pretty good playoff backup five. Um, the Blazers had it right. They just couldn't get to the playoffs with him. Uh, you know, you look even you look at Phoenix. When they're whole, like right now they're playing campaign and and Chris Paul. But when they're whole with with CP and Devin Booker, who's, you know, 6'5", 6'6", but strong as hell, like, and and tough. And then you have Jay Crowder, and then you have Mikhail Bridges, and then you have the 6'9", Cam Johnson, who comes off the bench. Uh, they play with Troy Craig, who's pretty big. He struggled a little bit in this series, so maybe I shouldn't have shouted out Troy Craig. But, like, they have length and wings. Length and wings matter so, 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 so much. And the Blazers just don't have that on the roster right now. Um, they have... They have some good guards. They've got one really good center. They have but the like the rest of their sort of six man core with Dame and Ant and Nas and Nurk Josh Hart is, you know, he's six five. He's a two. Um, he could play up, but I don't want him to play up next to Damon and and, and uh, Justice Winslow, who's who's big and can play either the three or the four. But it doesn't give the Blazers plus length. Like I think it gives the Blazers interesting length, and and you want st- to you know stack up on as many wings as you can. But when I'm when I'm thinking about sort of the future of this team, and I'm looking at. Um, the, Looking at the sort of lineup data that suggests like, yeah, Damon Ant can score on anybody. And my eyeballs suggest the same thing as the lineup data. And they can score on anybody. It's so much is going to matter what comes next. And then I look at the good teams in the league. Like I look, um, you know, the the teams that are, that are still playing right now, for the most part, they're really big. And they have the ability to play really big, and and length is just you know big wings and length matters so much. It's not going to be easy for the Blazers to do that. And I'm not even here to offer you like a solution. Here's what they do: like add Kyle Anderson to the mix, and you're a champion or whatever. Um, sure, I like I like Kyle Anderson. He's he moves slow, likes to pass. Um, I'm a fan of his uh, strange aesthetic. Um, although he's he has some real limitations, but like he. Even that, like, even you get some, get some, add some low level wings to the mix. Like, you just need, you need to load up on them because th- the three guard lineup can't be something the Blazers lo- rely on. It has to be the best version of the Blazers has Josh Hart come off the bench. Um, I think that's what they want to do. I think that's what they're after. And I think that's what they end up, they will do. But from here to there, it's incredibly important. And the lineup data, and all the all the Blazers basketball we've watched, and all the postseason basketball we we at least I I don't know if y'all are still watching I hope you are it's really fun. Um, all the postseason basketball it's just like having length at those forward spots is incredibly important. You don't need to be gigantic at the four, but you know a bunch of dudes who are six 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 seven six eight six nine interchangeably playing three and four, particularly on a team with the Blazers where you're going to play a ton of minutes with two dudes who are under six foot four and are not good defensive players in Damon Ant. You just need size. You need size and you can mitigate some of their defensive shortcomings with more size and more athletes on the wing. It's always been the case, but in the past the Blazers had sort of a full roster and less that less, um, you know, the less of a sort of, a Blank slate, uh, tabula rasa for all my Latin heads out there. Like they have a relatively blank slate. They can go get it done. And now's the time to do that. Um, is it Paolo Bancaro? Is it? Is it, you know, is it, it Keegan Murray? Is it Shaden Sharp for the, you know, at the mock drafts at the top? Or is it uh, being creative when free agency and being creative in trades? I think it's going to be trades and free agency. And I think they need to draft size as well Um it, it, that has to be the number one priority for this team is size and length both height and and uh, wingspan like that's you, you need a bunch of defenders because that's the blazers path forward because i think the damon ant pairing to answer jacob g's question just straight up is going to be pretty good on offense even great on offense it's the other side of the ball that will define this team's future and that means that who who they play with Who plays and when is going to be the most important thing for the Blazers this year, the adding talent and adding size to the back half of the roster. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you want to send me a question that I'll turn into uh, 15 or so minutes of of the show, send me one, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. That's the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, Jacob is a regular emailer, and we're able to go back and forth and kind of craft a straight-up podcast segment together out of, curiosities about his favorite basketball team jacob's favorite basketball team so um you can do the same send me an email locked on at gmail.com you can also tell your friends about this podcast that's the best way to grow the show is by word of mouth that's how people hear about podcasts so go out if you're listening to this go out today and tell one other person hey i like locked on blazers and you can find it wherever you get podcasts and also on youtube just search for locked on blazers it'll be right there waiting for you appreciate you listening talk to you soon